Before we get started, we'd love for you to take a survey that would help us improve the Building a Story Brand podcast. Just go to buildingastorybrand.com slash survey and fill out the survey by December 31st. If you do, you will be registered to win an Amazon.com gift card. Fill out the survey. It's going to help us make an even better podcast next year. Welcome to the Building a Story Brand podcast, where we believe if you confuse, you'll lose. Noise is the enemy, and creating a clear message is the best way to grow your business. I'm your host, Donald Miller. I'm joined by my co-host, J.J. Peterson, chair dancing. I am chair dancing today. I'm what a lot so of people don't know here. is you actually, while I do the introduction, this is not a joke, you start <laughs> dancing <laughs> in order to get your energy up. Because Tim, our producer, is always saying, energy up, energy, energy up. up. <laughs> Can you just so give us some I cereal? Dan- be- I'll give you a shimmy to start your morning off. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want a, a meme of that... <laughs> No, no. <laughs> Go to storybrand.com <laughs> slash No, because people shimmy. will. People will ask for it. <laughs> I don't it, even so know how no. to spell shimmy. No, it's not. No. Well, people can ask for it. We're going to deliver it. You think I'm joking. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 really, really okay. So storybrand.com slash shimmy. <laughs> no. Guess on how to spell it because I can't oh tell you. Gosh. How do you spell shimmy? I don't know. Shut that camera right. down. So we're going to cop slash down. shimmy and there's a meme of uh, JJ. <laughs> Anyway, JJ, <laughs> we're actually talking this morning about something way more serious. Something than way more serious than this. We're talking about millennials. Yes, in some ways, in a roundabout way, we're talking yeah. about millennials, and we're talking about the fact that they care more about changing the world than they do about money. Yeah, and I've experienced this with StoryBrand because yeah. we have a ton of millennials. I personally think this workforce, and I know I'm going to get people mad at me. I think this workforce is better than my generation's workforce. Mm. Not that we weren't good. Yeah. I think this workforce is better. Yeah. And I think if you actually are building a company and you're hiring people, you know, some of our folks are 22, 23, yep. right? Mm-hmm. All the way up through 40. Mm-hmm. You and I are the oldest. Yeah. And that 22 through, if you hire the right ones, yeah. they're amazing. Yeah. But it is true, they are not motivated by money. It doesn't yeah. mean you can pay them less. Not singularly motivated. Not singularly. Mo- yeah. The way I see it is they're motivated by respect, community, yep. mm-hmm. a sense of belonging. Yep. And money, their salary, their compensation package is part of that algorithm, yep. but it's yep. not the main part. Yeah. And so all that say we pay well. Yeah. But I got to think about a lot more things than that. Yeah. I've got to think about community. I got to think about mental health. I got to yeah. think about safety in the workplace. I got to think about which are our issues. What which issues makes, are we tackling? Yeah, which makes actually working here so much more fun. It does make it more like, fun. When, you, when we're all, I mean, it makes it fun for us when it's like, oh yeah, we care about this stuff. Tim and I flew out to uh, Los Angeles recently uh-huh. and we spent a day with Blake McCoskey and the folks at Tom's Shoes. Yeah. And what an honor, right? To yeah. be in the room with them. And that is a group of social justice workers running a business. Yes. You talk about a millennial perspective on business. And not only that, they actually, of course, you know, they're known for if you buy a pair of Tom's shoes, they give a pair of Tom's shoes yep. away to somebody in need. If you buy a pair of Tom's glasses, they do surgery on somebody somewhere to give them back their sight. I mean, I'm practically getting choked up just talking yeah. about it. They do way more than that. Yeah. They sponsor a drill team. The high school doesn't have any money and can't afford uniforms Amazing. and can't afford batons. And I love it. You know, at StoryBrand, the big thing we're doing is we're stopping people from getting ripped off by marketers because yep. they'll charge you 25 grand a month to do nothing for you Yeah. or make a pretty website that doesn't increase your business. That's not a world-changing, poverty-ending issue. Yeah. 
but it's important in the algorithm of it's our still an team issue morale. Of justice. We really believe like it, that's not something we created in order to find motivation. That's well, the something real thing that really is, frustrates us. We just had our Christmas party last night and MC Hospitality yeah. cooked all the food and all yeah. that. And the whole group was just like, well, here's a young catering company. These two girls are and we were like, we want your dreams to come true. Yeah. You've got to come to our workshop. That's but there's heart behind what we're doing. It's yeah. not just making widgets. Mm-hmm. And that, that's just so important for millennials. Huge. And I think Tom's really shaped that for this generation I and challenged the ones that came before. Because people say, well, millennials are wired this way. They need a deeper sense of meaning. They want the products they consume to actually be good for the world. They want to wake up and chase a sense of purpose. And mm-hmm. I think some of this is what came first, the chicken or the egg. Yeah. But when you're talking about the chicken and the egg, Either the chicken or the egg is it's Tom's shoes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it yeah. is. Because yeah. they, I think, not only did they ride this wave of millennial consumer buying habits and interests and passion and all this, I think they created it. Yeah. I think one of the reasons millennials think this way is because of Tom's shoes. Yeah. And also, Tim pointed out earlier, Invisible Children. Yeah. Jason Russell, who's one of our correspondents here on the show. Yeah. Jason Russell caused this yeah. as well. Really cool. Yeah. And we got to spend some time with them. But one of the things that I wanted to talk about today is we were out in L.A. and we spent a day with Tom's. And then Blake emailed me maybe a week later. And the horrific shooting happened in Thousand Oaks. Yeah. And another instance of gun violence. Yep. And another instance of the fact that we've got to do something about mental health. Yeah. in this country, which I'm, I'm excited about our opportunities there as a country, as a culture, because yeah. there's some beautiful things that we can do. But this affected Blake directly mm-hmm. in a couple ways. He had some friends who you know, sometimes go to that bar, and also his wife called, he'll tell the story in the interview, yeah. and said she was afraid to take their son to school. And he felt in his chest a calling, we've got to do something about this. Now, Blake is not anti-gun. I'm not anti-gun. I was just I was in a gun shop a couple days ago. None of that. But if the gun community, if the pro-Second Amendment community doesn't do something on this issue, yeah. there's a threat that your Second Amendment rights might be taken away. We've got to do something. And that involves a lot of different things. And I think a big chunk of it, what I'm passionate about more than anything, is mental health. Yeah. But Blake said he was going to do something. And so that brings up an issue. Let's say you run a company. Yeah. He's got a $389 million company. Yeah. He's got Bain Capital as 50% investors in this company. Yeah. Jim, his CEO, used to run 14,000 Starbucks in North America. Yeah. There's a lot at stake. Yeah. And for him to come out and say, we're going to do something about gun violence as a yeah. brand was extremely risky. It was risky because when you take a stand, I think anytime you take a huge risk of alienating a huge population. But at the same time, somebody might say, hey, Tom's as a brand, you're about shoes. So get out of the yeah, politics sure side of things. Of I'm sure he is. However, when your company is founded on deeper values than just making shoes, they wanted to change the world. One of the ways they change the world is through shoes and through eyeglasses. And when you build a company from that deeper core, then you have the ability to actually expand into these other areas and stand strong as a voice for the underdog or a voice for injustice. Because the shoes is a way, I used to work for an organization that built homes in Mexico. And it was really founded on a premise of keeping families together. Because what would happen is they would go down and work in an orphanage. Some friends of mine who founded it would go and work in an orphanage. And they found that these kids had parents. The parents just didn't have a place for the kids to live. And so instead of allowing them to be exposed to the cold and dying, they put them in orphanages. So the company, the organization started building homes. And I was talking to the founders about this. And they were saying, hey, if the communities in Mexico told us one day, 
we don't actually need homes anymore. We would still exist because we don't exist to build homes. We exist wow. to bring families together. That's a really, so whatever yeah. we're going to do. There's an umbrella is be passion. There's a, a narrative thread. Exactly. The way we yeah. do it is through building homes. Yeah, but really we're good, about put, keeping families together. And I think Tom's does that in the same way. Yes, they are known for their shoes. Now they're being known for glasses and other things. But that's not what Tom's is about. Tom's yeah. is about changing the world and fighting injustice and and creating equality. Exactly, they, fighting they give in, you, equality. Yeah, one of the things that we came up with because really, you know, some of these sessions that if you t- spend time with me or one of our facilitators, you're really trying to get the heart of what is this about? Yeah. And as I looked around the room, I was, there's a narrative thread running through the hearts yeah. of these people and also through this company, and that's. They want to fight inequality. They want to fight injustice yeah. as a corporation, yeah. which are given bad rap. Yep. They also help other corporations figure out how to do what they've done. Isn't that amazing? And it's really incredible. Yeah. Anyway, I find myself, the bigger story brand gets and the more notoriety we get, I find myself not tweeting about Trump. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Even and, though I'm like, and I, thank you I for have that. an opinion. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not going to tweet it. And it's not that uh, I don't want to take risks. I think I'm always yeah. going to be a little bit of a risk taker. But the calculations start working in my head, the cost-benefit yeah. analysis of me speaking my mind. Yeah. And, you know, Willie Nelson used to say, weigh your press, don't read it. Mm-hmm. You know, are people talking about you or not? Yeah. I actually ask him in, in this interview, the very, one of the very first things I ask is, walk me through the calculations of deciding to make this move. Yeah. And he did not make it naively. Yeah. It wasn't this passionate thing that he's just going to do it. Who cares? He knew, I've got investors, I've got team members, I've got yeah, employees, yeah. I've got a family. Do I want to do this? And there was some cost-benefit analysis that went into it. But in the end, it was an enormous risk, and he did it. And I just wonder if we can't learn something from that. Because Huge. everybody listening, I would ask you listening, what's the narrative thread of passion that runs through your company? What is the yeah. injustice that you are fighting? And you mm-hmm. say, Don, I'm a plumber. It's not that hard. We can all bring it down. You know, Chick-fil-A sells chicken sandwiches. The injustice is people deserve to be served. They matter. These people walking through the door are human beings with big hearts and busy schedules, and we can serve them for five minutes, 10 minutes. That's the sort of narrative thread that I think runs through a lot of companies, and it sets a company apart. And you know, I thought, why not dive into the deep end with Blake McCoskey yeah. and say, what does it look like to get one of those things started? How scary is it? I'm a big fan. He's yeah. a wonderful guy. Oh, yeah. I love the work that he's doing. And if you haven't seen his clip on Jimmy Fallon, yeah. where he announces this. He was this, just on Jimmy Fallon. It, it was it, pretty amazing. Yeah, just go Google that and look it up. The other thing, and this is not, you know, we don't get paid to do this. I was shocked at their selection of shoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you think Tom's shoes, close your eyes and picture Tom's shoes, you are picturing the wrong shoes. Yeah. <laughs> These are the 75 different styles of shoes. Yeah. Just go to toms.com and check them out. Again, they're not paying us anything to say that. No. They're just good-looking shoes. Yeah. <laughs> so what a great brand to support. If you want to watch a video of this interview, literally just me talking to Blake on Skype yeah. with the exact same audio, <laughs> yeah. you can go to storybrand.com slash Tom's. Go to storybrand.com slash Tom's, and you can watch this interview there. But you're probably on your way to Christmas dinner, and uh, so you want to listen to an audio form. Here's my conversation with Blake McCoskey of Tom's Shoes, who's taking a huge risk, and I think it's paying off for more than just Tom's. It's paying off for all of us. Blake, thanks for coming on. Hey, I'm so glad to be on the show. Thank you for having me. Well, I can't believe you made time because you've had two weeks that have been absolutely incredible. I am feeling so energized. There's a lot of adrenaline running through me right now. And I'd say the best word is just inspired. Well, it sounds like it. I got a text, maybe you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, but it was about two weeks ago. And you basically said, hey, can you read over this email that I'm sending to Bain? 
your investors, the email said, I'd like for us to go all in on gun violence or to stop gun violence, to help prevent gun violence. I thought, okay, this is interesting, but my business mind honestly went, okay, cost-benefit analysis, what's this going to cost, who's this demographic, who's, you know, all those kinds of things. I think you're the type of guy to think that way too, but your passion often overcomes any sort of algorithm. Am I correct in the fact that you've got a $389 million company and you went all in on a controversial issue? Will you just walk me through what in the world you're thinking and did you care whether it worked out? Did you not care? Everything that went into it. Sure. I mean, first off, desperately cared. I mean, you know, I care about Tom's not just because I own 50% of it and I have a great relationship with my partners at Bain Capital, but I also care about Tom's future impact. And I knew that if we made a decision that hurt our business, then we can continue to do the amazing things we do around the world. We've given 86 million shoes to children around the world. We've now just made the largest contribution in the history of the United States to ending gun violence at $5 million. The only way Tom's can do amazing things is if our business is good. So to answer straight off, it was absolutely something that I believed would be good for our business as well as make an impact and make us all feel safer. I think that's an important point for everybody listening to understand. These efforts have to be sustainable. If you're going to do something good and it sinks your business, you'll never do anything good with that business again because your business is gone. Exactly. It's a good consideration. Yeah, and to walk through it a little bit more, I mean, I had to go to my partners at Bain. They own half the company. I had to go to our CEO, obviously. And at first, a lot of the questions and concerns were very similar to what you were just articulated. One of the things that's really interesting about Tom's and one of the reasons I wanted to do this so bad was 50% of our customers are Republican, 50% are Democrat. There's a lot of our customers that lean very far right, and there's a lot of our customers that lean very far left. And that's why I felt like we were the right brand to bring people together on what I believe has become a human issue, no longer a political one, especially when you're focusing on something as simple and straightforward as universal background checks. Like, we are not about gun control. We are not about getting rid of guns. We're about making sure that people who have a criminal record or a mental health record or a domestic abuse record are no longer allowed to get guns because today in our country, they can. And that's an important thing for everybody here to understand As I want you to share your heart on this issue and you've been affected and your family's been affected by it. But you're not anti-gun. You're not anti-Second Amendment. And no. you've got people who are pro-gun, who carry guns, who are really behind this effort. And it's important just on a side note, on a political note, if the pro-gun, pro-Second Amendment community doesn't figure out how to contribute to the end of gun violence, it's going to hurt your entire cause. And yes. I understand the fear that people are going to try to take away your Second Amendment rights. I understand that you want to defend those. I was actually in a gun shop. I just thought of this. I was in a gun shop this morning uh, talking to some folks. And they're just wonderful folks. But everybody's concerned. And they're not just concerned because of the gun movement. They're concerned because people, innocent people are are getting hurt, and you've got a corporation, and we're going to come back to this in a minute, but you've got a corporation with a very big bullhorn, and you're trying to do something about it. All right, let's get into your story personally, Blake. What happened? I mean, what happened that you suddenly said, we've got to go all in on this? This is about two and a half weeks ago, right before I texted you, I think two days before I texted you, I was in the back of an Uber, and my wife called me, and she was pretty emotional, and she said, did you see the news? And I had not. And she said there was another shooting, and this time it happened 15 minutes from our house, and I'm scared. And she said, I'm scared to take our son to preschool, and I don't know if I'm going to take him back to preschool. I mean, she was going down a rabbit hole of making major life decisions for our family. 
because she was scared. And she ended the phone call with someone has to do something about this. And she was saying it rhetorically, I know, but something happened when I got off the phone with her where, and this has happened a few times in my life where I felt that there was definitely a higher power saying, Blake, you need to do something like you have a platform, you have the ability and you have the ability to bring people together on something like this and you should do it. And I wrote an email to my board and to our CEO and I said, guys, for years we've been talking about how we can give more than just shoes. You know, it's great that we give shoes. It's great that we give people their sight back, but there are major issues locally in our country right now that Tom's could play a part of. And we've said we wanted to do this, but we've never done it. And I think now is the moment we got to do it. And if we don't do it now, I don't think we're ever going to do it. And that was the beginning of, you know, a series of very intense, difficult conversations about what would happen to the business if we entered this space, because it has been so politically charged in the past. Well, you know, I hear a lot of times corporations are bad news. Corporations have made the world a worse place. And I take that with a grain of salt. I think there's some corporations who've done some tough things, certainly to the environment and those kinds of things. But overwhelmingly, corporations have provided jobs for hundreds of thousands and millions of people in the basic algorithm of how we have a great country and a great culture. Corporations have been overwhelmingly positive. But you actually believe these powerful forces called corporations can be structured in such a way that they are sustainable, that they are profitable, that they provide great incomes and really great incomes for their leaders, but they also change the world. Can you share a little bit of your history with Tom's and how you've seen the corporation as a positive force for good and what some of our listeners who run corporations can do in a very basic setting to redeem the whole corporate structure and make it even better for the world? Yeah, I mean, corporations, I mean, John Mackey from Whole Foods, who's a friend and mentor, I mean, he's written an amazing book about this, about how the greatest you know, kind of advances in society actually come from business even more so than government and oftentimes even the nonprofit world. So I'm a big believer in what John has articulated well in his book, and that is, you know, conscious capitalism really is the future. And the reason it's the future, and I think the reason why we're even having this conversation or I even have a platform that would allow me to do what I have done the last two weeks is Tom's has been a very successful business. We've been very profitable and we've given 86 million children shoes around the world. We've given hundreds of thousands of people surgeries to get rid of their cataracts and give them their sight back. We've helped people get clean water. And we've done all this not just because we're good people and trying to you know, make the world a better place. That is, I think, a good way to describe us. But it's also been really good for our business. And so the way I always talk about it is a couple things. When you have a passion, when you have a purpose that is bigger than just your bottom line, it does three things almost every time. Number one, if your customers can connect to it and feel that they're part of it, then they become your greatest marketers. And there's nothing better, as we know, than word of mouth and people being able to articulate why they support a brand. And so when they connect with your purpose, if it's bigger than just profits, you now have all this incredible marketing that's not costing you a penny. The second thing is you attract and retain talent. I tell CEOs this all the time. Even if you can't give a percentage of your sales because your shareholders won't allow you to, you can give your employees a day off every quarter to volunteer and to give back locally. And what that does is it helps your employees forget about all the office politics and their own stress and all that. And instead, they serve someone. And when you serve someone, you get inspired and you get fulfilled. And if your company is the person that helped you do that, 
then you're going to be more loyal to your company. So that's the second thing. And then the third thing, and I've seen this in huge amounts the past two weeks, maybe more than ever in my career, is when you're doing something that is purposeful, that connects with people's hearts, not just their minds, they want to see you be successful. So without spending any money, we've had hundreds of the biggest celebrities in the world, you know, everything from country music artists like Dirk Bentley and Florida Georgia Line, who's a proud gun owner themselves, you know, going on Instagram, going, doing press interviews for us. We've had major celebrities like Charlize Theron, Ryan Seacrest, Orlando Bloom. I mean, you name it. All of these people have Snoop Dogg yesterday actually went out on us. I mean, it's amazing the diversity of public figures that said, I'm going to lend my brand that normally brands pay me millions of dollars to talk on their behalf because this is an issue that matters so much. And so that's why in less than nine days since being on the Jimmy Fallon show, we've had 680,000 Americans go to toms.com and send a postcard to their representative urging them for universal background checks. And this is done with virtually zero budget. And this has really just been people wanting to see us and see this issue move forward. And so that's what I talk about when I talk about doing good and having a larger purpose can be really, really good for your business, whether you're a big business or even a small business. I'll be back with the rest of my interview with Blake McCoskey in just a moment. Hey, do you have a friend that you would like to see succeed, specifically somebody who has a big vision for the world and not enough people are listening to them? I mean, if you could hand them a microphone, hand them a bullhorn, you'd do it because you want people to know about the business they're building, the vision they have, the nonprofit they're supporting, whatever it is. I just want to suggest, get them my book for Christmas, Building a Story Brand. That's what the book is about. The book is about taking people who have something that they want to get into the world and helping them organize a messaging system so that they can talk about it so others listen. It's not too late. If you order it now on Amazon, you probably have it in two or three days. I think it's important. I've just seen the thousands and thousands of people that it's helped. And you know what you're really saying to your friend is, or to your family member, I believe in you. Other people should hear you. Maybe that's the inscription that you write inside the book. Other people need to know about your vision. I hope this helps. The book is called Building a Story Brand. You can get it on Amazon or wherever you buy books. And thanks so much. I think more of the good people in the world need to have the microphone, and I appreciate you handing them the microphone for us. All right, God bless and Merry Christmas. I kind of have to ask the question. I want to get back to the, just the personal passion that you've got. Have you seen pushback from anybody? Are you guys experiencing that? And, I mean, have you seen more Tom's shoes sell in the marketplace because you've taken this controversial step? Which I honestly don't think, you know, I met with your team for a day right before you guys went on this journey. And I left the room, you know, telling Tim, our COO, that's a group of social justice workers right there. They're running a corporation, but that's a group of social justice workers. And so it's no surprise. But you know, I did kind of leave with the question of can a group of social justice workers grow a company that you know has a bottom line and has to deal with cost-benefit analysis and all that stuff? I think the answer is pretty obvious. They can. Tell us what's happened to the bottom line since you made this controversial move. Sure. So it definitely has not hurt the business. Sales have been up slightly over the season. I think my guess is when we tally up the holidays, we're going to be up, you know, probably 10% over last year, which is great. I mean, that's more than we were expecting. So we're beating our budget for sure. 
but I don't have the exact numbers yet. Yeah, I think it's still super early. Yeah, it hasn't hurt the business. I also think the biggest thing we're going to see, and we're actually the biggest footwear show in the country is going on right now in New York. And we're hearing that buyers are coming to the booth that have not been there in a while because there's so much talk about Tom's. They want to see the new product. So I'm, I'm hoping that if we do this podcast a year from now, we can say it was a massive home run. But today I can say it hasn't hurt us and it's definitely trending in the right direction. I think that's terrific news. I think also you've probably touched, you know, Tom's came up in colleges across the country, high schools, colleges. Those people are now 10 years older yeah. than they used to be. And now I think the new college students, high school students, plus soccer moms, your core demographic, those kids and moms, they're all behind you. And, and you've touched a whole new generation of buyers. Again, not because you were trying to do that, but because you actually had a passionate issue you cared about and associated your brand with that issue. I think in the end, it's going to be a strategically, not that it was strategic, but it's going to be a really good force for the brand. I'm excited for you guys. Thank you. One thing that's interesting is that you know we have invested a ton of money and energy the past two years in really developing a much more robust men's offering. We've developed these incredible waterproof boots and all these, you know, more shoes that you could wear in a little bit dressier environment than our traditional shoes. And we've had the hardest time getting guys to actually know about this amazing product that we have. But what was interesting about the ending gun violence campaign is we saw a 300% increase of guys on the website. I mean, it was massive how many more guys were now coming to Tom's. And we saw some of our best-selling days in the history of the company with men's product. You know, it's just interesting how, you know, maybe shoe giving historically has skewed more female, but something that, you know, got guys' attention and got them to the site, it brought in a new audience. And then luckily we had the right product for them. And so we're seeing a lot more guys, especially with our boot category. So that's an exciting thing. So even though we can't say definitively, that this has been a home run for the business. There's a lot of interesting trends that are coming out of it that could, over time, extrapolate into some really exciting stuff. Well, another thing that you guys did was Tom's is really known for giving a pair of shoes to somebody who is in poverty, who doesn't have good shoes to wear, and now you're known for that and for ending gun violence. I mean, it was a very successful campaign to add an element to the brand, and as marketing and messaging people, that is an incredibly difficult feat. And to do it from concept to execution within three weeks. I don't know that that's ever been done. I've never seen anything like it. I don't ever want to do it again. Three <laughs> weeks. Uh, that's for sure. Well, two things real quick before we end. Yeah. One is 686,000 cards go to Congress. They're going to be back in session soon, and you're going to make a big thunderous appearance on Capitol Hill on this issue uh, that they know they've got to deal with. Yeah. Uh, but second... This has probably taken a toll on you. So I want to know what a day in the life of Blake McCoskey looks like. First, though, you know, 686,000 people have sent these cards. You know, anybody who want to go to toms.com, you can do that. What's the next step for you guys? You send the cards saying, hey, we want universal background checks. Are you going to fly out there and talk to some folks and see if you can advocate? I mean, two things. One, I would just say, because there's so many business leaders watching this, is that some of the businesses that have supported us has made a huge difference in getting to that number of 686,000. Our goal is to get to a million. That's our goal in the next couple of weeks. We've had, you know, WeWork, Salesforce, you know, some of these amazing companies have all their employees do it, or at least offer their employees to do it. It only takes 22 seconds on toms.com. We've timed it exactly. 
22 seconds and you can send a postcard. We pay for the printing and all the postage. So if you're watching this and you want a simple way to activate your employees on something that will have an impact in this country, please come to toms.com and do that. After those postcards are hitting all these representatives, then I'm definitely going to be there in January a lot. I've gotten requests from several senators, both Democrat and Republican, that want to meet with us to talk. They recognize that, you know, what the great thing is, it's not just a 600,000 postcards. It's 600,000 email addresses, too, of people who are saying, how else can I activate? And so if we can get certain senators or representatives to change their opinion or how they would vote on universal background checks, we're going to go back to those 600,000, hopefully a million people, and celebrate those people individually. So we're now going to have potentially a very powerful group that can be helping people's future campaigns if they stand with us on this. So it's a really powerful thing that we're seeing develop. And it has nothing to do with selling shoes, but at the same time, it has everything to do with why we started Tom's in the first place. Well, I think a corporation mobilizing people the way you guys are you know, is an incredibly powerful force. And as much as there's so many people who want universal background checks, it has not been something Congress has been able to move on. And the only reason they haven't been able to move on is because they don't have political cover. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, you and I know behind closed doors, they say we would love to do that. Yeah, we don't yeah. have political cover. And that's sad, but it's a reality. And corporations can get involved and change that. Yeah. All right, Blake, what does a day look like for you, at least in the last couple of weeks? Well, I'd say this. The first Six days was convincing my partners and our leadership team that this wasn't the craziest thing I've ever thought of. And this wasn't just Blake's passion and kind of bleeding heart, that this was actually something that was somewhat, you know, well thought out. So I had to spend, you know, pretty much 18 hours a day. I was like even sleeping at the office one day with the creative team coming up with the technology that would allow us to send the postcards, the graphics, the design, everything. And then once they said yes, and then I went on Jimmy Fallon. It's literally been pretty much nonstop doing press and talking with everyone from major pastors to, you know, country Western artists, because uh, everyone kind of wants to talk to me and hear the story firsthand before they sign on. And so I'm doing a lot of talking. I almost lost my voice a couple of days ago. I started gargling olive oil. Uh, to, to, that was a trick that I used to keep it. But I'm going to push it really hard up until another week. And then I'm going to take it probably a week or two off over Christmas and be with the family. Well, Blake, thanks so much for what you're doing. It's an incredible story. We'll keep charting your success. Again, if you want to be a part of this campaign, go to toms.com. It takes 22 seconds to send a card. And hey, listen, if you're pro-Second Amendment like I am, we've got to deal with this issue. I think you have the right to carry a gun, but if you have some people who shouldn't be carrying guns walking around, they're going to ruin that right for you. And so that does need to be uh, addressed. So, Blake, thanks for guiding us on this issue. And uh, gargle some olive oil, keep talking, and have a great Christmas break. Awesome. Thanks, Don. Thanks for listening. And, Blake, we wish you the best. Again, if you're thinking about getting something for Christmas, maybe some Tom's shoes would be in order. We love that company and love what they're doing. Next week, I'm going to talk to Jay Bear. He's got a book called Talk Triggers. How do you get people talking about your brand? Jay's written a book on it. It's one of my favorite conversations I've had uh, on the show all year. I'm glad to be closing out the year with it or getting close to closing out the year with it. So if you've not subscribed to the podcast, make sure to do it again next week. Jay Bear, we're talking about Talk Triggers. Here's a little clip from my conversation with Jay. But you can create story from responsiveness, and you don't have to be a big company. There's an accounting firm in Indianapolis called Bogdanoff and Dodges. 
two-man accounting firm, a couple of associates as well, regular accountants do a lot of personal returns, some small business returns. They have an extraordinary talk trigger. They have dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of five-star reviews on Google, on Facebook, on Yelp, and every review mentions their speed because their corporate policy is that they answer every phone call and every email within five minutes. Now, is that marketing? No. It's an operational choice that creates a distinct marketing advantage. And that's what a talk trigger really does for your business. So that's next week. If you're not subscribed, make sure to subscribe now so we can notify you every time a great podcast comes out. Music from this episode is by Andrew Bell. You can listen to Andrew's latest EP, Dive Deep Hushed, on Spotify or on iTunes. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Building a Story Brand podcast, where we believe if you confuse, you'll lose. Noise is the enemy. And creating a clear message is the best way to grow your business.